Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It is Saturday, July 23rd, 2022. Let's talk boxing. Let's talk about the featherweight fight coming up between Joette Gonzalez, who's favored, and Isaac Dogbo. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now let's be blunt. This is really just an odds play, right? I was looking at the odds this morning. I was expecting this fight to be uh, evenly matched. And to my complete surprise, it's a shock, actually. Dogbo is going off at a plus 210. In other words, you bet a dollar, if you win, you get that dollar back, then you get $2.10 back. The casino is telling you that if these two fought 3.1 times, Dogbo would only win one of the three. I'm not buying it. I don't know who wins the fight. Let me be clear on that. I don't know who wins the fight. But what I think I know is that this fight's mispriced, and if you're going to give me a guy at a plus 210 who should be going off at close to even money, right, a plus 100, maybe a, you know, plus 120, if you're going to give me instead a plus 210, I'll be the casino's huckleberry, right? I like Dogbo here to win the fight because I'm being compensated for the risks. If you have an opportunity to hedge the play, and I haven't, right, haven't had the opportunity, the casino I'm looking at is just giving me the plus 210. But if you can hedge, then consider the over, whatever it is, right? Let's talk about it. I know Dogbo has two losses. What I need for people to do is to look under the covers here. Just understand that both losses were to the same guy, Emmanuel Navarrete, who also beat Joette Gonzalez. Right? Understand, too, schematically, how this fight breaks down. You know, sometimes fighting a tall guy who knows how to use his height is a problem, right? Think um, Vitaly Klitschko. Right, a tall guy with a lean who has a jab that's in the way, who's throwing power shots behind the jab, who's punishing you, who knows how to block your shots when you reach to land shots. Tall guys can be a big problem, but so too can short guys, right? Because whether it's Tyson, whether it's Fraser, whether it's Dwight Cowie, a good short guy who can fight low, who has power, it's very hard to find in the ring for a fighter who's relatively upright like Joette Gonzalez is. And Gonzalez is going to have at least a three-inch, in my opinion, right? The the weights they're adver excuse me, the heights they're advertising seem off to me. I'm guessing Gonzalez is going to be at least three inches taller than Dogbo, and he's going to fight taller than Dogbo. Dogbo has power, right? Dogbo 
in my opinion, might be able to get underneath Gonzalez. There's going to be a learning curve here for Joette Gonzalez, right? The guys have roughly the same record. The guys have roughly the same amount of knockouts. But it's fighting Dogbo that's different, right? He's shorter than your typical featherweight. He's bouncing around. He's coming in not to outbox you. He's trying to outslug you. So there's an open question on how many rounds is it going to take Joette Gonzalez to adjust to Dogbo's style, right? Dogbo's so unique, I believe it takes a lot to find a sparring partner who can duplicate Dogbo's style. Let me also point out, too, that Dogbo is coming off of two fights that he won by majority decision. In other words, his recent fights, even with his power, have gone the distance. But you can cut that both ways, right? One way is to argue, hey, Dogbo, you can go several rounds with Dogbo, right? Dogbo, who started his career with a lot of knockouts, seems to be slowing down a little bit, right? Lost twice to Navarrete, is coming off two majority decisions. That's one way to look at it. I look at it a different way. This is the KG vet who has been extended in fights and who wasn't discouraged, who found a way to edge his opponent. In other words, if this fight becomes a war of attrition, if this fight goes several rounds and it's nip and tuck, right? And both guys are thinking that they have won the fight. It's a close fight. You're watching the fight and late in the fight, you're thinking, man, this is going to go to the judges. Wow, either guy could win, or wow, you know, even though I have this fighter winning, I understand there can be an honest difference of opinion. Understand in that context, Dogbo excels. He's been there, he's done that multiple times, right? The fight's been nip and tuck, it's gone to a majority decision, not a unanimous decision. Right? The scorecards are all close. And Dogbo has won a couple of those fights. So, Dogbo's still in his prime. Dogbo is the KG vet who's won close fights. Both of these men lost to Emmanuel Navarrete. He's the only guy to have beaten Dogbo. He did so twice. Once by stoppage. I think Dogbo, who's only been stopped once inside the distance, is very hard to knock out. I think if Gonzalez decides he's going to try to model himself in this fight after Emmanuel Navarrete, right, who got the KO against Dogbo, he's kidding himself. Because Navarrete, gifted body puncher, right? 
is taller than Dogbo, but knew how to not be in front of Dogbo while he was throwing shots to the body. Right, folks, I'll just put it this way. That is easier said than done. Right, picture yourself fighting Joe Fraser thinking, oh, or Dwight Cowie more recently, and thinking, oh, I'm just going to throw shots to this guy's body and not expect the shorter man to be firing heavy artillery back, right? Think about trying to beat Mike Tyson by going to his body, right? That's hard to do. Let's just say you're going to have to figure out a way to go to the body and you're vulnerable when you throw body shots if you don't know what you're doing. Right? Because your hand is down here and you're wide open up here. Right? You look at these films and you look at guys like Archie Moore, great body puncher. And Archie Moore has a hand up here while he's throwing body shots. Let's just say it's going to be difficult for Joette Gonzalez to follow the game plan of the only man to beat, Isaac Dogbo. So the casino is giving me a plus 210 on Isaac Dogbo. My response is, thank you very much. I'll be the casino's huckleberry on this fight. But I need, and if I had a chance, I haven't yet, but if I have a chance, I'm going to try to take the over in the fight as a hedge, right? Because I'm getting better than two to one on the Dogbo side of the play. So now I have a little bit I can spend to hedge any possible loss. But I need for you to understand the risk involved. What I'm doing in this fight is I'm taking a bigger than two to one underdog. A guy who's coming off some of the closest wins possible to majority decisions. Where the judges' scorecards were close Right? Just just understand. Also, there's an article this morning on BoxingScene.com where Dogbo points out that he's only 27 years old and that he can't believe that people were calling him washed up. Just understand, there was that narrative out there that Dogbo was washed up. That's one of the reasons why you're getting these odds. So keep both eyes open. Realize that if the favorite comes out and tunes up Isaac Dogbo, who was rumored to be washed up, who's coming off some close wins, right? If Gonzalez wins the fight as the big favorite is, right? He is at the casino. If he wins the fight as expected, you lose it all. I'll take the risk. I just don't see the scenario where Isaac Dogbo should be going off at a plus 210. And I believe when you're getting compelling value, you turn a profit in the long run. Right? If you're in the casino and they're telling you that evenly matched fights are priced where one guy's getting a plus 210, I believe if you take that 210 play in fight after fight in closely matched fights, and you know my basic thesis here. Boxing is highly competitive. Right? These guys who look like Superman sometimes aren't. Sometimes some of the guys 
Some of the opponents just have their number. Right? I think the line here is mispriced. I believe in situations like this where you say, wow, this is an evenly matched fight. Then you look at the scoreboard and one guy's going off at a plus 210. I think you need to take that. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I'm taking the underdog in this Gonzalez Dogbo fight. I'm taking Isaac Dogbo. I've gotten a plus 210. I think this is a competitive fight. I think Dogbo is shorter, can bend, can fight even shorter. I think he's the more unorthodox fighter. I think it's going to take Gonzalez a few rounds to figure him out. I think Navarrete, for whatever reason, was Dogbo's boogeyman. Right? Had a style Dogbo couldn't figure out. Had certain skills, the ability to throw hooks to the body without being there to get countered that are very hard to learn. Navarrete, of course, beat Gonzalez as well. I don't think you could look at Dogbo's two losses to Navarrete and reach the conclusion that he's washed up, right? That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I'm taking the underdog Dogbo plus 210 simply to win. If I have a chance, if later today, there are a few hours left before the fight, if later today an over-under emerges, since Dogbo's last two fights have gone the distance, right? Since Shakur Stevenson fought Joette Gonzalez and made it look easy, quite frankly, right? I'll take the over if offered an over-under. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.